Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults, and Beer. And Beer. That's Todd. <laughs> and that's Bill. <laughs> Still getting used to this camera being the right way thing. Yeah, just two crazy Florida men drinking beer, talking about cr- true crime. Yeah. Because just the fact that it's two crazy Florida men that makes it that much crazier. I believe so. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? Today, just for shits and giggles, I got some PBR. I'm going old oh, school. <laughs> going old school. Actually, I, 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 I'd be willing to bet that our topic drank PBR. Well, yeah, probably. Or Bud, Bud Light. Light. Yeah. We all knew you, you were drink drinking both Bud of Light. <laughs> Everybody knows you drink Bud Light. One of these days I'm going to throw you a swerve. But no, you're not. Today. <laughs> you will not. You don't drink anything but Bud Light. <laughs> so. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, do you have any ado? I don't today, actually. I mean, other than that, you know. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow at the time of recording this is my birthday. That's about it. What? 36? And then some, but yeah. <laughs> so, well, happy early birthday. Thank you. And and the reason I'm not really going to do much ado on this one is because um, this is the second time that we recorded this episode, and I know how long it was last time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, but we're on a new, we're doing it on a different platform now, so we shouldn't have any issues like we had before. Oh, it's still a long episode. So, yeah, I guess we'll do, I guess we're going to test the limits of this, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, tonight we are doing Henry Lee Lucas, the Confession Killer. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and um he was born August 23rd, 1936, in Blacksburg, Virginia. Blacksburg, Virginia. He died March 12th, 2001, at Ellis Unit Prison in Huntsville, Texas. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next yep. week. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Till next week. Later. But anyway, he was convicted of killing his mother... And two others between 1960 and 1983, but his confessions turned him into a more infamous killer. He confessed he confessed to well over 600 murders, which makes him the most prolific ser- serial killer in world history. <laughs> right. And I guess he is in the same way Elizabeth Bathory is. Yeah, well, you know, everybody yeah, lie. She, <laughs> yeah, she didn't kill that many people. Uh, no no she didn't nope and I will die on that hill yeah me too so um yeah and we we tried our damnedest to die on that hill during that episode (laughs) yeah we came pretty close (laughs) so um Many cold cases were closed due to all of his confessions, and Lucas was later later convicted of killing 11 people and given the death sentence. So, while the Texas Rangers were patting themselves on the back for bringing down the ultimate boogeyman in history, 
the Dallas Times newspaper was doing an investigation of their own. And, I mean, I, I think it's commendable that a Major League Baseball team would get in on, like, I know, trying right? to take down a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no offense to the real Texas Rangers. We're, yeah. Right. <laughs> They're both real Texas Rangers, the oh. baseball team and the actual Texas like, yeah, the that's Walker. True. You're right. <laughs> Walker, but, Texas Ranger. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's a fake Texas Ranger. That's that's the, that's okay. Anyway, dude, that's Chuck Norris, man. Chuck Norris is the man. He is. Well, I'm sure they gave him an honorary Texas Rangers badge from both, you know, the actual Texas Rangers and the baseball team. Oh, I'm sure because it's Chuck Norris, dude. You do whatever Chuck Norris fucking tells you, right? And I blew, so. I blew the rule. Man, bad. <laughs> what? Oh no, it was after five minutes. I cussed after the first five minutes, so we're good. Oh. <laughs> Got it. I've got a gnat flying around in front of me, so if you see me going, Wah! all right, that's because like, I'm trying to I'm trying to grab it. So you're not just losing your mind, okay? Well, there might be a little bit of that too. <laughs> There's a little bit of that too. <laughs> so, the Dallas Times Herald they concluded that there was no way in hell that Lucas could have committed all 600 of these murders that he confessed to, because. Well, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Yeah. Sources are the, the Netflix doc, The Confession Killer, Wiki, and our favorite official author. Well, he's not official. He's our unofficial author on Crimes, Killers, Colts, and Beer, um, Ryan Green. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Book, Trust Me, The True Story of Confession Killer, Henry Lee Lucas. So, yeah, he's our unofficial author. I think our official author would be Vic Ferrari. Is now. Yep. <laughs> so that was that was so Green, much fun. Yeah, it was. And so, if Brian Green wants to come on the on the show, then we'll have to set up a author, a celebrity author death match between Vic Green, and, <laughs> between, <laughs> between Ryan Green and Vic Ferrari. <laughs> Oh, oh no! I think Vic would. I think Vic would have the advantage in that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Yeah. So he was born in a one-room cabin in Blacksburg, Virginia, and he lost an eye at an age of at age of ten because it, you know, got infected after a fight with his brother. You know, he always said to have been a pretty violent kid, and you're about to find out why. Yay, let's find out why. His mother, Viola, was a prostitute who would make Henry and his brother watch her working. Oh, well, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. And she was also old. Oh, no. <laughs> because... I, th I think I I don't have it in my notes, but I think that she had um, I think she gave birth to Henry like when she was in her late forties. Oh, so we're talking, you know, we're talking. She's probably fifty two, fifty three years old, and doing you know, yeah, and was a working girl. 
Yeah, that's a little late in life to be having a kid for sure, but hey. Or to be in that line of work. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. True. But um, she would also make Henry cross-dress as a woman, which stemmed from an incident where people were complaining about how much Henry stunk. Oh, God. Because he didn't like taking a bath. And, um, you know, so his mother stripped him down and scrubbed him as well as molested him. And then she sent him to school dressed as a girl. She said... So you want him to be a pretty-smelling little girl? That's what we'll give them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. And then she even started pimping him out to both men and women. Oh. Yeah. And finally, a school teacher reported the cross-dressing and a court order forcing forcing her to stop doing it, you know, to to put... You know, that put an end to the cross-dressing, but not the other stuff, because they didn't know about the other stuff, because Henry kept his mouth shut. Yeah. So Henry was a loner, and he couldn't make friends, and nobody wanted anything to do with him. You know, it, it might have had something to do with the shitstorm of a life that he was living. Yeah. So he befriended and started looking after a, a mule. Uh, he, he started getting attached to it, and one day Viola, Viola saw him with the mule, and she grabbed her shotgun, and she shot the mule at point-blank range, range, which showered Henry with blood, and then she beat Henry senseless because, uh, because she, I'm going to have to pay somebody off to haul this damn dead mule off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, maybe he should have shot it then. Yeah, may, yeah, then it wouldn't be dead. Yeah. It can just go off and do a old mule thing on, on its own, but now... Well, you know, as this is the second time doing this, like, you know, I mean, what was he doing with said mule? You're getting ahead. <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean. <clears throat> yeah. Anywho. <sighs> Henry's father, Anderson Lucas, was a railroad worker who was drunk all the time, and one night he passed out on the railroad tracks and a train rolled over him, severing both of his legs. He survived, but got around in a wagon using a broom handle to push it around, All like right. like a boat like a boat paddle. Hell yeah, that's pretty I, I ingenious. Guess, uh, but I, I guess wheelchairs hadn't been invented yet. Um, well, I don't know what year was this. Well, he died in 1949, so this is probably five years prior. Right, well, I don't know. maybe they were well, now because. LBJ had a wheelchair. Yeah. Literally where I was going to go with that. So, you know, maybe he couldn't afford one, so he improvised. I like it. Yeah. So, he was still a hardcore alcoholic, and one night he passed out in the snow and died of hypothermia. Oh, that's a crappy way to go. Yeah. And, and at that point, at that point, Viola had, you know, once once he lost his legs, Viola was also making him watch her work. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Exhibition is much. She had issues. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 
And the understatement of the year award goes to Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So Henry was a mess as a kid for obvious reasons, and he would gnaw at the the wood and the chicken coop and his as his teeth were coming in because, you know. He was teething. He was teething, and old Viola didn't give him anything to gnaw on. Well, I, I won't go there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's not go there. We all know, so, uh, we all know where that was going to go. Just make up your own story. <laughs> so, he, so he was doing doing it like a rabbit or some other rodent. Yes, and he also suffered lead poisoning from eating lead paint that was probably on some of the things that he was gnawing at. Oh, no doubt. He had also ingested insecticides from residue on the things that he was eating and gnawing at. God. How is he still alive <laughs> at this point? I mean, uh, you know what I mean. I don't know. I think him and old Pee Wee Gaskins would have gotten along pretty well. I, I think so. I agree. <sighs> so, I mean, he... But remember when I said that he stunk? Yeah. He, he he was reeking of all the shit that he was ingesting. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a shower won't wash that shit off. No. So, at age 14, puberty hit Henry like the train hit his dad's leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't make fun of people like that, but okay. No, it's cool. <laughs> Wasn't making fun of him. I, just, know. It, I mean, it's just like one one week he was, you know, like in, in a matter of weeks he went from zero interest in girls whatsoever to very much interest in them. Oh, I see. He he had no social skills, and every time you know he he literally hit on every girl in his class and was re- rejected every time. Oh, poor guy. He, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, let's not go there either. <laughs> you know where I was. Yeah, I do. And no, let's not go there either, please. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to relate to Henry Lee Lucas. No, you sure don't. <laughs> so um, he discovered that his brothers were having sex with the livestock, and he began to partake as well. So maybe Viola... Killing the mule was an errand, errand of mercy for the mule. For the mule, yeah. <laughs> and like, I see what that boy was doing to you. I'm going to put you out of your misery. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh. What'd you do? I cussed again, and I'm trying not to cuss. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> so, um. I'm trying to be respectable. <laughs> he he even went so far as to cut the throat of the animal that he was raping as he was achieving orgasm. Oh, one of those guys. Huh? So, um, oh, Henry then joined a gang of teenage burglars and he began making good money from his scores. He got nice clothes and even a car. I mean, this the parallels between his, his upbringing and Pee Wee Gaskins is just uncanny. It's like we're telling the same fucking story. Yeah, right? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, and they weren't very far apart, and I they think that they were around the same age, too. Probably. I don't remember when Pee Wee was doing his thing, but it's got to have been close. Yeah, I, I I think he was born in... You know what? I'm going to... You're going to look it up? Look it up. Yep. Here at Crimes, Killers, Cults, and Beer, we fact-check ourselves. Damn right. Because we're our own suits. <laughs> he was born in 1933. Oh, so he's just a couple of, a few years older. Yep. Henry Lee was born in 1936. So, yeah. yeah. They would have hung out if they had the opportunity, I'd imagine. God, can you imagine if they met up together and then Otis, and then joined up with Otis Tool, and oh, it would have been like Jesus. That would have been like the terrible trio. <laughs> yeah. Maybe their crime spree would have been a little more closer to the numbers they bragged about. Well, Pee Wee was legit. I mean, he everybody that he admitted to killing, he did kill. Yeah. Well, no, 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 nope, no, because he had all those coastal killings. Yeah, yeah that. It, like he might have done a couple of them, but not the numbers. So yeah, yeah. God, these, these were these two were these two separated at birth? Maybe you never know. Where was Pee Wee born? <laughs> it was somewhere up South Carolina. See, close enough. Yeah. You know what? I I, I think that Pee Wee was Viola's son, and she put him up for a <laughs> she, like Get out of here. Go somewhere so, else, kid. So, Pee- so Pee-wee was Henry Henry Lee Lucas's older brother. Right. <laughs> oh, but he had a lot of siblings, obviously. Half-siblings. Yeah. Which we'll find out about so, later. Right. So, um, you know, like, like I said, he, you know, he started getting nice clothes and everything. He even got himself a car. So then the girls started noticing him. Oh, yeah, because, you know, when you have nice clothes and a nice car, that's the first yeah, thing you look for. Yep. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he he kept on trying to lose his, going back to Pee Wee, his pussy fuck cherry. Yeah. Oops, I just cussed. Yeah, well. But that's what Pee Wee called it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's in context, so it's okay. Right. But the girls weren't having it. So one day he brought a girl out that he wanted out into the woods. And he said, Either you going to give it to me like you're supposed to or we ain't going to see each other no more. <laughs> no more flowers. No more drives. No more nothing. Oh, jeez. The, the girl, 17-year-old Laura Burnsley, said, she's like, I'm not like that. So he flipped out and he tackled her and he strangled her to, to death and once dead he popped his pussy fuck cherry oh and then he he <sighs> dug a shallow grave buried her and then he decided that um sex with dead girls would be better because they couldn't say no oh boy here we go all right so he later changed his story to he knocked her out to rape her, but she woke up and he tried to choke her back un- unconscious, but took it a little bit too far. Okay. But he later retracted both conf- confessions, saying that he never killed anyone at all. <laughs> all right. But you know what? I think he did kill this girl. I think that that, that one is one that you, that you can pin, because the girl was murdered. Yeah. So... You know, could he have 
just confess just for you know shits and giggles or whatever. Yeah, he could have, but mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I I just I just have a feeling that that he actually did. Oh yeah, kill that he totally girl. did that one. And like all other killers, he also started out with robberies and assaults. And on June tenth, nineteen fifty four. He was convicted of 12 counts of burglaries and was sentenced to four years in prison. He, like Payway, <laughs> escaped in 1957, and he went back home where he raped his 12-year-old niece. Like Payway. Like Payway. He threatened to kill her if she told anyone. Oh, God. Unlike Peewee. Peewee just killed her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave any witnesses. But... He was captured the next day, but he was released in September of 1959 when his sentence ended after eight months were added to it because of, you know, for the escape. They only gave him eight months for escaping. Yeah. Escaping and then raping a 12-year-old girl. I feel like he should have got more for that, but oh well. Yeah. Different time. Different time. But while in prison, he decided that three squares and a cot wasn't such a bad thing after all. Okay. He he also learned a lot of things from the hundreds of incarcerated criminals that he was in there with. He also got into having sex with men while locked up, and he enjoyed it, and he became very popular with the like-minded inmates. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive in jail, man. Well, you would think that most of these inmates they don't they really don't want to beat the shit out of somebody. They just want they just, they just want to bust a nut. Yeah. So if you got a guy that's that's going to be like, that's, yeah, hey, you, let, let me stick let me stick my butt up in the air for you there, <laughs> tiny. Oh, don't call me tiny. Don't call me tiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, but. But really, he was a he was a good inmate, and the signs really did point to him being rehabilitated. And I'm not even being facetious when I say that. No, oh, so he really tried. He, yeah, he did, and but we're and we're getting to that right now. Shortly after his release, he took off to Tecumseh, Michigan, to live with his half sister Opal. I'm guessing, like I said earlier, he had many half siblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Given his mom's job and all. Yeah. He had a pen pal, Stella, who he was writing w- while he was in prison, and he got engaged to her. Yeah. Why, why do you think that she turned to prison tender? I. You know, <laughs> I know now. <laughs> Because she was ugly. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't attract a man outside of prison. She was an alcoholic, expecting Henry to fuel her habit once they were married, so she rushed Henry. Like, you gotta marry me, Henry. You gonna marry me, Henry. <laughs> I love you, Henry. <laughs> I wanna be Stella Lee Lucas. <laughs> Because I love you. Uh, yeah, that was it, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, Stella was broke and she was thirsty. Yeah. And, and Henry didn't care. You know, he he didn't care. He he just wanted to take his fresh start and make a, le, le, a straight, legit life with Stella. Oh. 
right. So his mother visited him, visited him that Christmas. There it is. And decided that this woman ain't good enough for my boy. <laughs> I only want the best for my boy. I love him so much I dressed him up like a girl and threw him to the, <laughs> my customers. <laughs> <coughs> oh God! <laughs> I love the money I got off of him. He's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. So she met Henry at a bar where he and Stella were having an engagement party, and Stella tried to greet Viola. Viola, and she sneered, "I ain't got no time for you. I'm here to see my boy." And then she pushed Stella out of the way, and grabbed Henry by his shirt and said, What were you thinking, boy? What filthy thoughts are swimming around in that head of yours? The same ones he had with the mule, I guess. <laughs> TikTok gold, baby. <laughs> So Henry said, I'm getting married, mama. To to which um Henry which Viola replied, Ain't no woman ever gonna marry you. You're scum. <laughs> Girls would toss out their boots if they ever got you smeared on them. <laughs> Nobody could ever love a dirty little bastard like you. Oh God. <sighs> Dude, I almost feel bad for him the way his mom's talking to him like that, but you know. Oh, I know. And it I actually right now I do kinda of, well, he did kill that girl. He did. But um but, yeah. but but still I um but still it's like yeah, he he was rehabilitated and he did want to kinda of make a fresh start out of it. Yeah. Good for so him. she says But she continues. Of course. Mind you, all of this is right in front of um yeah, his bride to be. Yes. And she continues. She says, "Not once I tell them all about what you did. <laughs> once they know what you are, ain't nobody ever gonna love you." Oh God! These parts I'm just reading out of the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not reading all of it, but yeah, yeah. just like screw it. I'll just read right out of the book. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for the for the first time in months, his missing eye began to weep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it would weep other things, you know, like pus and stuff like that. But actually, tears he came actually out cried. of it for the first oh, time. Man. Yeah, Mama, please, please. I don't remember you never saying please to me before. Don't you remember? Saying please, don't remember you saying please to none of them animals or children that you put your dirty little pecker into, neither. No. Did you think I didn't know, Henry? Did you think nobody knew what you were up to, you filthy little bastard? You monster! Oh, Jesus. Oh. He wasn't sobbing, but there was water streaming down both of his cheeks. So she says... Here's what you're going to do, Henry. 
You're going to say goodbye to your little whore here. You're going to pack up your shit and you're going to get on a bus with me and we're going to be going back home where we belong. Wouldn't you like that, Henry? To come back home like you was meant to be when you got out of jail? Oh. Hmm. Uh, no. You know, sometimes, a lot of a lot of times in these episodes, I'll be like, okay, where's Tough Tony when you need him? Yeah, right? Where Where is Tough Tony when you need him? But he was probably still alive around this time. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah, you're right. He wasn't. Never mind. My bad. This salvo drove Henry Lee to stand up for his to his mother for the first time. No, Mama, Estelle loves me, and we're getting married. Viola shrieked. No, don't you say no to me, boy. She started slapping him, and then um, then she switched to closed fists, and when it became clear that he was just going to cower and take it, he says, You don't say no to me. You don't never say no to your mama. <laughs> uh, like an avenging angel, Stella had risen up and come between him and Viola, and the, the two women were screaming at each other. Um, shouting over the other. Neither woman was getting an opportunity to get a word in edgewise, but still, Stella stood her ground, keeping her body between Henry and his mother like a shield. Hmm. You can't treat him that way! Uh, Viola shrieked right back and said, Don't need no trash like you telling me how to treat my boy! Uh, All right. I'm picturing the mother on Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah, exactly. I really am. <laughs> Which is probably why you're doing that voice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, it kind of sounds like my ex-mother-in-law, too. Well, you know, there you go. There's that. But, um, her fists were up again. While there had, had been a grim fury on the old woman's face as she beat her son to the ground, it was now replaced with a dark delight. That This was what she had wanted to do from the very beginning. She would wanted to, to come and find that little bitch that would dare take her baby boy away from her and knock her teeth out. It was like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. So, short, finally, the bar's bouncer intervened, you know, and, and through the... Holy shit, this was all yeah, going on in a bar? Yeah. I must have missed that part. Yeah, they were having an engagement celebration. Oh. You know, it it was like you know, it, it was like people that um that Henry worked with and um Okay, I guess I friends. missed that part. My bad. Carry on. Yeah. I didn't know this was going on in a bar. I thought they were in their house or some shit. No. So he he tossed her out. Henry rushed to his beloved side and tried to sweep Stella up in his arms and she pushed him away. She scrambled out of reach of him as um, as he's like reaching for her and she was horrified to see the, the sight of Henry. She had known that some small part of his sordid history from their time as pen pals, but she had no idea the, of the monster that had raised him and nor how powerless that he was against her. With her... Hands still shaking, she stripped the engagement ring from her finger and she threw it at Henry. She saw, like, I can't deal with this. That thing was your mother. 
Is that where you came from? I can't marry you. This is just too much. And you know what? I don't blame her. No, not one bit. Dude, run, run, honey. Run, run fast. (laughs) Because it's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) Good for her. At least she got away from there. Yeah. So her friends swooped down on her and they helped her back to her feet and performed, uh, formed a protective bubble around her. You had to keep Henry away. And he's begging, please, Stella, 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 I love you. I love you, Stella. I love you so much, Stella. Now it's sounds like Bill Clinton. Yeah. I love you so much, Stella. <laughs> you got a cigar? <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Let me derail your co-host. Yeah, somewhere in the press of bodies and a hubbub, Stella had managed to escape him. You know, just get the just got the hell out of there. (sighs) Um, To her friends, she just needed some time to think things over. You know, that that's what she told her friends, knowing that they'd tell. Henry that. Yeah. But she didn't mean a word of it. And you know what? A nice clean exit. Yeah, exactly. I'll give her a day or two to think about it, and I'll just, you know, get back in touch with her, and everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, sure it will. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, dude, I hate laughing at situations like that, but that is pretty much what we do, so. Yeah. So, um, he sat in the bar until they turned the lights out, drink, drinking to numb the pain of in his face and his heart, toying with his pen knife the way he always did when he was distressed. A little pocket knife. Opening it, closing it, opening it, closing it. I do that a lot myself. No. But I haven't killed anybody, nor will I. I just, uh, dude, it's like, dude, that's why I have the fidget spinner, dude. It's just something for my fucking hands to do. (laughs) And this doesn't make noise. Like, dude, if I sat there and fucking flicked my knife open, you'd be hearing click, click, click all the time, dude. Yeah, like this. Like, ready? Okay, here. That's what I used to do. I don't hear it. <laughs> well, good. But yeah, no, I used to do that. I'd sit there and play with my fucking knife. And then I got this fucking fidget spinner, dude. And I love the fucking shit out of this, dude. It's a ba- it's American flag Batman fidget spinner. Nice. And dude, I use this. I play with this thing all the friggin' time just to give my hand something to do. Hey, kitty, kitty. Yeah, there's my kitties in the background. That's only two oh. of my eight. <laughs> so he he was blind drunk by the time they forced him out in the streets and you know and he he was drunk like you know he'd never really been that drunk before i mean he got he drank he got drunk and everything but he had never gone that far right i mean he was schnockered he knew he was sad about stella leaving him and he knew that he was sad about how his mother treated him but he didn't understand that stella being scared off by you know, this, he didn't understand that Stella being scared off by his mother was just the beginning of the, the death throes of his dream of a normal life. 
So he let himself into Opal's apartment without knocking. And he trudged to bed. It was about a half hour later that he woke up to a steady drumming of a broom handle on his skull. Oh, shit. Viola was there as she was (laughs) roaring and, and swinging for all that she was worth with the broom. And each blow set off fireworks in his half-drunk skull. Oh. Disrespecting me, running around with some whore, talking back to his mama. He rolled out of bed trying to, to shield his head and scrambled past Viola into the living room where she went on raining blows all, all over his bare back. Mama, stop! Mama, stop! Viola was relentless. And she hit him with the broom until it snapped and then... then she, she went into a wild slap. Showed him her pimp hand. She spat on him. She cursed at him. She did everything that she could to remind him that he belonged in the dirt, groveling at her feet for attention. Okay. He finally reached the end, the limit, the limits of his humanity, and he stepped over the the precipice, the precipice of that into a raw animal instinct. He didn't even notice that his fist was moving until it had already happened. It was a clumsy, wild swing that caught his mother in the neck rather than the jaw. Whatever he had done was enough, though. Viola tumbled to the floor of the dark apartment, unconscious, or at least stunned long enough for Henry to make his escape. He then bolted out the front door without ever looking back or even looking down. If he had, he might have noticed that his pencil knife his pen knife was still in his hand, sticky with blood. And he had fallen asleep before folding it shut again. Mmm. Ro-ro-raggy. Yeah. Later, Henry would say, All I remember was slapping her alongside the neck, and after I did that, I saw her fall, and I decided to grab her. But she fell to the floor. When I went to pick her up, I realized she was dead. Then I noticed that I had my knife in my hand and she had been cut. Okay. <laughs> like, um, wow. Okay. Well, Opal had found their mother alive, but it was too late. She reported the attack to the police and got, and Viola died in an ambulance. But Viola did get her dying wish. Henry didn't marry his precious Stella. <laughs> well, I guess there's that. So Henry jumped in his car and headed back to Blacksburg, Virginia, and spent a day breaking down and crying. He was expecting Viola to come back to the cabin and continue her tirade, but she didn't, and Henry decided to face her again in Michigan, thinking that she was still in Opal's apartment. Oh, God, really? He doesn't... Well, he, he's told two different stories here. He's He said... He said, it's like, oh, I did this, and all of a sudden I, I tried to pick her up, and she was dead. And then, then he's like, I went all the way back to Virginia, which he did do. But he's but he's, he's like, well, I didn't know I'd killed her. So he's told two different stories here. Okay. You know, setting the stage for things to come. Oh, yeah. You know? All right. Yeah, I mean, I see that, but I was like, dude, you know you fucking killed her. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like, unless he's like Jekyll and Hyde or like two different personalities or something. I mean, he has to know that he killed her. Exactly. I just, uh, 
He sold one story saying that he knew she was dead and another saying yeah, that he didn't. But but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, why would he go looking for her? I mean, I realize that we're probably getting this from him, you know, him him telling the, this part of the story or whatever, but... Yeah, there's two different there's two <sighs> stories. But I'm just, like... Okay, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss for that one, but all right, we'll carry on. <laughs> So Henry was soon captured in Ohio on his way back to Michigan and he was returned to Michigan. And this was when he realized that he killed his mother. We're on that story. All right. He claimed that it was self-defense, but the judge didn't buy it. And he sentenced Henry to 40 years in prison. And that's it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> but but still I mean but it kind of was self-defense when you think about it well yeah I mean dude she was beating him with a broomstick mm-hmm. but um I don't know yeah in a way I mean yeah I see it but hey, it is what it is I guess yeah he was sent to Jackson State Penitentiary in South Michigan. There, he was in a rash of misery due to the guilt over killing his mother. It was a particularly rough prison, and while the majority of his family had actually forgiven him for killing Viola, wait, wait, <laughs> he couldn't wait, forgive what? <laughs> The majority of his family had actually forgiven him for killing Viola. Wow, she was that fucking bad. Damn it. She was that bad <laughs> that the family went, all right, you did good, kid. You're okay. It's all right. Yeah. Damn, man. How bad of a parent do you have to be? Did, were you listening? To yeah. The first, like, you know, no, I was. This no, I, no, I was. I was. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, seriously. Most people, no matter how bad their parents are, still love them and are fucking, and are completely shocked when they're, when whatever, when something like that would happen and they're just like, it's cool. Yeah. That's bad. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah. it was bad. We know that. and You know what I mean. Anyway. Well, there's a touch of Ed Kemper in this, too, because he, um, you know, he, he killed, he hit, I mean, his mother treated him like total dog shit and everything. Yeah. But, you know, we'll save that for when we do an Ed Kemper episode, which probably won't be for a while. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. yeah, we don't like doing the heavy hitters very often. So, yeah, but it's here very we taxing them. on our psyches. Well, not only that, people don't listen to the heavy hitters as much because they've heard they've heard it all before. Podcasts yeah, yeah. about them. They've heard it yeah, all. About yeah. Ted, but that's why we say that Jeffrey Dahmer will, will Jeffrey Dahmer will be episode five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> If we live long enough, brother. Yep. <laughs> so, um, he actually attempted suicide by making a noose out of bedclothes and hung himself for 20 minutes before the guards found him. No. Oh. He was he was isolated, but once he was returned to Gen Pop, he tried hanging himself again. This time, he managed to get the, the noose tight enough, but... 
Henry Lee Lucas was a lot of things, but one thing that he wasn't was observant of time. <laughs> oh, boy. He would have succeeded this time, but right as he did it, the prison guard shift change happened and he was stopped. <laughs> he, he tried to hang himself during shift change. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. He was then sent to Iona State Mental Hospital. And in interviews with doctors there, he said that he had heard his mother telling him to kill himself in, in her head. Oh, of course. You know what? If I, if I had had that ghoul talking in my head, I'd probably want to kill myself, too. Well, there is that, yeah. Oh. But, you know, dude, it's just like, you know, fucking... Kill yourself, Henry. Come be with me forever, Henry. Oh, you hate your wife. Come. I hate my mama. So throw my mama from the train and I'll help you kill your wife. Come rub my bunions for eternity, Henry. Oh, God. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> oh, don't make me throw you from a train, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, I think that's the last we're going to hear from Viola. I fucking hope so. <laughs> so in the interviews with doctors there, I said that. All right. So he was heavily sedated mainly because he didn't share his tragic upbringing with the doctors. So they figured that he was suffering from schizoid delusions. Okay. And so they put him on a different type of therapy. Take a guess. Oh, give me, give me shock treatment. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Tase me, bro. Tase me. (laughs) So shock therapy. For a guy who already has significant brain damage, yeah. what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? You know, you might as well just go all in and just give him a lobotomy, too, for fuck's sake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, it's another kitty. Yeah. So, um, Henry was sent to the filing room to work where he was in charge of organizing all the files there for pretty much every inmate that was there. Uh, this doesn't there were, bode well. There were full accounts of everything that these people had done, along with explanations of the various ways that these criminals had slipped through the cracks. Yep. So Henry was getting a master's degree on how to avoid capture. Yep, that's what I said. That didn't bode well. He had killed two people, only one of which was known. And he was actually going to be released for the murder of his mother. What the f- Good behavior and, like, on appeals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Oh, well, yeah, and they, and they were frying his brain. So they figured, yeah, he can't do any damage now. His brain is completely fried. <laughs> Regular or extra crispy? (laughs) Extra crispy. (laughs) So Henry served 10 years and was released 
much to his surprise in 1970, do to take a guess. Uh, oh, I know this one because I remember from last time. Overcrowding. You got it. Well, you know, it's the second it's time not- around. I should know all this shit by now. <laughs> it's not as fun when you know the answers. I know. Should I pretend like I don't know them? No, 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 no. Unless you can make it funny. No, I don't think so. so. Why was he released? Take a guess. Uh, I know this one. Overcrowding. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything funny. I really couldn't. <laughs> don't put, You can't put me on a spot, dude. I, I, whoosh, dude. No, dude. The zingers have to come naturally, man. You can't just put me on a spot. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I have performance uh, anxiety. So, he, <laughs> he even told the doctor that he would kill again. But the doctor deemed him cured and little risk to society. Oh, yeah. Henry... Henry even said, it's like, if you send me back out there, I'm going to leave a body on your doorstep. (laughs) What's in the box? (laughs) So the doctor was shaken, not stirred by this. (laughs) (laughs) Just like James Bond's martini. Oh, fuck. Dude, that got me both times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yep. There, there's TikTok right there. <laughs> but he said that the, re- the reason to release him was already made by people way above his pay grade. So, so Henry was released the next day a free man. He later confessed to killing two teenage girls after supplying them with liquor and having sex with their dead corpses um, only a few miles away from the Iona Mental <laughs> Hospital. But there was no evidence of this, and he later recanted that confession. Missed. Yeah, I know. Aw. Yeah, we missed. Anyway. So... In 1971, Lucas was convicted of the attempted kidnapping of three schoolgirls. He served five, a five-year sentence, and while there, he began, he got onto prison tender again. <laughs> prison and, tender, I love it. And um, he began writing a family friend slash single mother, and they were married upon his relief and release in 1975. Okay, but two years later, Lucas bounced because one of his stepdaughters has accused him of sexually abusing her, <laughs> and Shocker. she threatened to tell everybody everybody what he had done. Why not? Why not just tell? Yeah, you know, why not just tell and let the police handle it? You know? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. But she's she's just like, get the hell out of here. Well, why not just why not just tell him? I mean, yeah, you know, she she went off on him and everything. But still, it's just like the whole thing that she should have done was just just fucking called the police on him. Yeah, freaking fracking called the police. on Fracking called the police. <laughs> dude, that's a, that, said, that's going to be our thing now, dude. We're gonna frack. we're gonna use like yeah. sci-fi cuss words from now on. 
Yep. Frack. Frack. Frell. Frack and Frell. No Frellin way. <laughs> I like Frack better than Frell. I know, but Farscape was a far superior show, but that's just me. Agreed. Agreed. Although, Bowstar Galactic so, had better cuss words, I agree. <laughs> Unless you count Felger Car, because what the frack is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just Henry, rage. It's okay. Can't, Henry said, I want you to think about what you're doing here. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't do it. And she told him to, she told him to frill off and <laughs> kicked him out. Oh, this is great. I love it. <laughs> so then Henry took off with a truck driver to Shreveport, Louisiana, then headed to California, um, allegedly, but he vanished into thin air for a couple of years. Poof. And apparently, you know, he had kind of gotten involved with the mob while he was in Shreveport, and that's why he had to oh, bounce out of there. Yeah, that makes sense. Another grand story. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Yep. <laughs> so Henry began bouncing around, shacking up with various relatives and everything. He had gotten hurt, and in 1977 he wound up in a hospital in West Virginia, of course it was West Virginia. Of course. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, or this he, guy's gone from one side of the country to the other and just like... And winds up in West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> Frell me, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Where he found a nice unsuspecting target, a woman who actually took him in, got him a job in West Virginia, and um, and then, then he began dating... Another woman. He just kind of just told her to frack off. <laughs> right. <laughs> frack off. And, um, and, and, and then, so he starts, he shacks up with another woman, which came to an end when the woman's teenage daughter accused him of sexual abuse. Well, at least he's not <sighs> killing him. I guess. No, there's no justification for that. I'm just saying, you know, from yeah. what you said earlier, that it's, you know what I mean. Anyway. Right. So in 1978, he's already been in West Virginia, Virginia, the Carolinas, Louisiana, probably Texas at this point. He winds up probably. <laughs> the one place that he's never been before oh 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 i know i know i know i know now i know florida <laughs> you're right <laughs> more specifically in jacksonville, jacksonville. Duval. <laughs> so this is where henry would meet his partner in crime out of stool so we're going to step away from old Henry for a few minutes and give you some information on Otis. Alrighty then. So, March 5th, 1947, Otis was born in Jacksonville, Florida. There were somewhat thriving downtown areas, but the rest of it was mostly poor neighborhoods. 
It was not in anywhere near the big city that it is today, but the liquor flowed aplenty in these neighborhoods. <laughs> As it does. Otis suffered from epilepsy and seizures as a kid, and he was given an IQ test, and it revealed mental disability, likely from all the seizures. Okay. And, and, damn, I I hit him. I felt it. The gnat. You still chasing that thing? Those things are hard. I know. I need to get a freaking can of Lysol and a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then your house will light up. (laughs) <laughs> so Otis's mother had wanted a daughter and she wanted nothing to do with her son so she would dress Otis up in hand-me-down clothes from his older siblings sisters and he quickly gained a nickname around town and school as Susan as in a boy named Sue <laughs> <laughs> sorry Johnny Cash we drug you into this <laughs> but Otis's father was an alcoholic creep and also a traveling salesman who would disappear for weeks at a time. While at home, he would let his alcoholic friends play with Otis, dressed as a girl at five years old. At five? But he never threw his daughters to his creepy friends. Oh, I see. A little bit of a double standard going on in the old uh, Otis house, huh? Yep. One day, while trying to escape one of his father's fun-loving friends, he ran out of the house and onto the porch, where, where he stepped into a rotted onto a rotted piece of wood in the porch. Okay. Didn't get him. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, he he stepped onto a rotted piece of, of wood and he fell onto an exposed nail that drove through his skull and two inches into his brain. Oh. His mother just grabbed him and pulled him off of it without thinking. And in an unrelated coincidence, his, freeze, his seizure frequency increased. Oh, well, you know. You take a nail to the brain. Yeah. But you also just don't pull somebody off of that either you <laughs> yeah you should call paramedics yeah anyway yeah so... oh my kid fell down took a nail to the brain let me just pull him off of it he'll be fine pull him off rub of some it. dirt yeah. on it you'll rub, be fine rub kid. Some dirt. oh god oh, anyway you you and I think alike, because I don't know if you heard it, but I was about to say rub some dirt on it. Yeah, you. I know. I heard it. Started yeah, to. we both said it almost the same time. I heard you. Yeah, because we do think alike. But in 1957, his father bounced, and he'd think that things would have gotten better for him, for him, but his mother just assumed the fatherly abuse role on top of what she was already subjecting him to. And just when you were thinking that it couldn't get any more frailed up. <laughs> it all goes to frack, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Otis's mother was a Satanist. Oh, yeah. She took Otis under her wing and taught taught him to embrace the sexual abuse. But she she did end the sexual abuse though, and and she dressed him as a boy while tra- training him to use the the pain and the trauma to strengthen himself. Okay. 
He then began practicing satanic rit- rituals, mutilating himself, and he was covered. He was covered with scars, but but the last bit was from Otis's interviews after he was arrested. Oh, so it's probably so it's all allegedly. I think it's documented that his mother was, or his grandmother was, a satanist, mm-hmm. but but I mean, I don't think that. She but, did any rituals. But there's, there's no proof that he went through all the stuff he says he went through. Right. And if she was a true Satanist and she wasn't doing any rituals with him. Oh, shit. Because Satanists are, Satanists are basically just atheists that use Satanism as a way to freak out religious people. Yeah, the majority of them. But then again, this is what, the 50s? So maybe it hadn't gotten to that point yet. Who knows? Well, when did Anton LaVey found? Yeah, that was like the 60s. So, yeah, it probably hadn't 60s, been there yet. Yeah. But Aleister Crowley was still popular. This is true. But, um, so he, Otis and Henry had concocted a story about a worldwide satanic called, cult called the Hands of Death. That reached all the way to the top of world leaders. They would sacrifice, you know, traffic and sacrifice. They would. They would traffic and sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> they would traffic and sacrifice children and perform hits on people, among other things. Last podcast on the left and their history is on Henry. The, what the <laughs> frack? <laughs> TikTok when your when your co-host gets tongue tied. <laughs> I've been doing fine up until this point. So last podcast on the left in their series on Henry Lee Lucas did an entire episode on the hand of the hands of death exclusively, but we're not going to do that. You know, we're uh, yeah. Let, they did it, and and I'm sure they did it. Well, so yeah. very well, yes. So, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll just mention the hands of death whenever it comes up. Sounds like a plan. Um, we we don't we don't want to beat a dead mule. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I had it written as dead horse, and that's what I said the first time we did this. I know. <laughs> dead horse. <laughs> anyway. So when Otis was 12, he started hitting a growth spurt and started to bulk out, and nobody was going to abuse him anymore. He also came out of the closet of being gay, and his family didn't take kindly to this revelation. His family that dressed him as a girl. Right, exactly. And pimped him yeah. out, right? What the, yeah, what did they expect after yeah. what they put him through? I mean, he he probably compartmentalized all of the abuse um, to the point to where he began to enjoy the act as if it was consensual. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously. Uh, I don't... Fucking, I don't get that, dude. I, I had him, and he fucking flew away. I had him in my hand, and he and when I opened my hand, um, he flew off. Damn. Fucker, oh, fracker. fracker, damn fracking net. 
Damn. Well, you can keep trying. <laughs> He's gonna come back for more, no matter what. You know why? He, um, you know why they're called bugs? No, why? Because they bug you. You know, I was gonna say that, but <laughs> I thought you had something better than that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, he was bigger. And the same people that sexually abused him before, they weren't going to grab him one-on-one, so they ganged up on him. Oh, yeah. So, he began sleeping in abandoned buildings to hide from these morons. And in an act of retribution, he began setting fires to the abandoned buildings. And also, at 14 years old, he dropped out of school and ran away from home and began offering his, his services as a prostitute. Okay. He then started burglarizing and selling his take, and he also started going to gay bars at 14 to 15 years old and was served alcohol. Well, okay. I mean, that's not right, but I mean, but I guess he was just so friggin' big, nobody even thought about it, huh? Either that or he didn't care. Uh, Yeah, there's that option too, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway. He wanted friends, but the older men in the bars, they just judged him as poor and dirty. And most of the people that did hire him for a service were abusive to him. And one time he was violently raped by a man who was a traveling salesman, like his father. Oh. So when when he was done, he just threw a handful of coins at Otis, and he was laughing all the way back to his car until he realized that Otis was waiting for him in the driver's seat of his own car. The The man tried to run, and Otis slammed the car into reverse and ran him over. He put it into drive and then hit him again, and then back into reverse and hit him again. This douche was a pancake. Yeah. Apparently Otis thought something was in the road, and he backed up and checked. Yeah. So this turned Otis on once he realized the guy was dead, and he rewarded himself with a solo, hands-on orgasm. Okay. I mean, I guess guess that's, if you're in that kind of state, I guess that's something you would do. I don't know. So for three years, he lived the life of a vagrant hustler doing what he needed to do to survive. He steered clear of his family. He was arrested several times for petty crime, and he served six months in jail for loitering with intent. Loitering with intent? Intent to what? Intent to loiter? Intent to loiter. I'm loitering with intent to loiter. I'm not loitering. I'm just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would get, but that, that would got me because I thought of something else, but I'm not going to go into that. No, you. I think. I think <laughs> it got me. No, it got me. I'm not gonna lie. It got me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people out there that also got her is going. Oh God! <laughs> they had to go there. <laughs> fucking idiots. Sorry, fracking idiots. We're trying, YouTube. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, give us a few. We'll get there. And watch. We'll wind up getting sued by Battlestar Galactica and Farscape. 
<laughs> hey, you can't copyright a word. You can only copyright melodies. So once he got released, he started drifting and panhandling and prostituting through the southern stage and managed to stay off the police radar, even though he had kept on killing. He wound up making his way back to Jacksonville and kind of mending fences with his family. Then he moved in with his mother, and this is where Henry met Otis. Oh, all right. The plot thinnings. Yeah. So Henry met Otis Tool at a soup kitchen and wound up moving in with Tool's parents. Otis was 6'8", and he had a very similar upbringing to Henry, as we've just covered. Yes. And 6'8", though. God Otis, damn, that's a big boy. Yeah, he is. I'd have to look look up. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> you don't really look up at too many people. No, and it's weird because whenever I whenever I do wind up something that's somebody that's even like my, my same same height and I'm looking them directly in the eye, it still feels like I'm right. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. But when you when because I'm I'm six three six four, so. But Henry uh, Otis was a criminal and was very openly gay. And Henry was taken in by this giant as well as their familiarity to their upbringings. And Otis seduced Henry, and they became kind of an item for a while with Otis dressing as um, dressing in a dress whenever they would hit the bars. <laughs> Not gay bars, straight bars. All right. But one night in a bar, some guy called Henry and Otis an abomination. And they fought this guy, and several others joined in, and the two of them held their own. But then the, a second group of people joined in, and Henry dragged Otis off of the one guy that he had singled out and was beating the shit out of. Yeah. And they could fight, but they couldn't win or even survive in a 20 versus 2 fight. Yeah, not many people could. I mean, no. Chuck Norris could, but... Yeah, Chuck Norris could. <laughs> but then they... they they, so they left the bar, and as they were walking down an alley back to Otis's car, they bumped in to take a guess. Oh, I know. Because, you know, uh, the guy that called them an abomination. Yep, the guy who had started the whole thing. Yep. This time, Otis was packing. Or the whole... Let's <laughs> start that over again. <laughs> The whole time, Otis was packing. He had a fully loaded revolver in his in his purse, and he pulled it out and he unloaded the entire cylinder into the guy. Oh. Otis looked over at Henry and said, You okay with that, sugar? <laughs> and Henry re re replied with a grin, Most definitely. <laughs> oh, God. And I just got to put, put this in here. I am not making fun of them. There's all sorts of video of these two chuckleheads talking on YouTube. I'm actually doing a pretty good impersonation of both of them. Yes. <laughs> so, no, I'm not making fun of gay guys. I'm making fun of Otis Tool and his voice. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So. The pair skipped town, and they were both enjoying the companionship of their relatable past and everything. They were both drifters, thieves, and murderers. It was a match made in hell. <laughs> But um, but 
but while they had a lots of similarities, they also had a lot of differences. See, Henry was bisexual and Otis was gay. Otis killed because he enjoyed killing, while Henry killed because he liked having sex with dead women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were there were some nights where the pair would make sweet love to each other. <laughs> sweet, sweet love. <laughs> And love, true love. <laughs> God. So, on their way out of Florida after Otis had killed the man who had called them an abomination, they were short on funds, so they robbed a liquor store in Alabama. By this time, Henry had been telling Otis all sorts of stories um, of the people that he had, quote, unquote, killed. Yes. <laughs> They may have been true. They may not have been true, but Otis believed it. So they walked into this liquor store, and Otis tossed Henry a gun. Henry ran up to the desk and pointed at the cashier and said, Listen up. Give us all the cash or I'll splat you all over them cigarettes. <laughs> hey, give us them cigarettes, too, and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Just one bottle. Just one bottle. All the cigarettes, yeah. one bottle one, of whiskey. All the cigarettes. But we only need one bottle of whiskey because we don't drink that much. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, Han- I'm, I'm Henry. I'm Henry. <laughs> oh, God. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's the facts. So the the cashier tried to run and Henry shot him three times in the back and Otis kissed Henry on the forehead and said, you did it right, sugar. <laughs> Otis then pulled a Henry and raped the corpse. The, the corpse. Oh. Um, Henry grabbed the cash but was watching Otis. Um, and Otis was going to finish, but he told Henry that he could watch if he wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So they, they then left... And then later that night, they had sex in the car for the f- the first time in the back seat of the car. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I, I'm laughing at that because it makes me think of something funny. But you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean this this is this is the birth of a beautiful romance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, H- Henry told Otis, "Dude, I want to have sex with you in an uncomfortable place." What, like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> Otis is 6'8", so that would be an uncomfortable place. You've obviously never seen Mallrats, so we'll just we'll leave it at that. I know the audience has seen, seen Mallrats. <laughs> I've seen it too. It's been a long time. Uh, anyway. Anyway, that's where we're going to wrap it up. For part one and part two will come out. And we're, we're not going to make you wait a full week for part two when we do, because we don't like doing two part episodes. Yeah. And we're very vocal about doing that. But this one, we just, we, we had to, because we, we got through it all, all in one shot at the first time, but it was like over three hours long. Yes. And now it's like redoing it again. Yeah, it's just we don't want. We, we have hit know, the proverbial so. wall and we'd rather stop now. So part two will be good yeah it's like 
Yeah, it's just like we, I mean, no, we're we're not saying that we're not into doing this one because we are, but it's just we don't want to get to the point to where we're just like, oh god, I've been there, done that. It's yeah. like Gloria. I mean, that episode was two hours long total. So and it took us how yeah, many no, times no to get deal. that one done? <laughs> right. So we 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 want to make sure that we can actually do this right. Yes. The right way. Yeah. Like I and, said, we we kind of hit the wall here, so we're gonna cut it here. So the rest of it will be good and fresh and our usual funniness right. because yeah you know never mind enough said but we're not but we're not going to make you wait a week for it no no you won't wait a week whole week for it so so um so anyway uh thanks so much for listening and um you know, to all of our new listeners and everything welcome and you know we yeah that, we love doing this, and if y'all love listening to it, then we'll keep doing yep. it. So if if you like us, tell a friend. If you hate us, tell an enemy. Yep. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you feel so uh, whatever, or if you if you feel so inclined, click like, click subscribe, hit the little dingy-dongy bell thing so you get notifications when we post another video. Right, because the videos aren't going to come out the same time that the audio does on like on the Spotify yeah, and Apple. The videos will be stuff. up later. The videos take yeah a little bit longer to do. But um, but yeah, like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube and you feel so inclined, do all the YouTubey things. You know, everybody knows how to do the YouTubey things. Do the YouTubey things. Right. Do that. Do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, do like uh, here, here. Click subscribe. Click like, uh, hit the notification bell that'll be here. None of that's going to be there, though, because I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Not yet. Not yet. You know, whatever. You know what I mean. And I'm just being silly. I'm, I'm at a point get... where. So anyway, um, follow us on our socials, Facebook and Twitter, and all the links will be there at the end of it and everything. And, yeah, whatever. And until next time, later. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.